is our second go around at summer scouting for the 2023 running back class. I apologize that it has been a couple weeks in between summer scouting episodes. From this point forward, we're going to be banging these things out about one per week. It has been really busy in the uh, real life job, as I call it, 60 plus hour weeks the last couple weeks, but got an off day. So I wanted to sneak in a summer scouting video. Before we jump into it, I want to remind folks that the rookie big board is available on Patreon, patreon.com slash the FF educator. I'm going to be reading through most of these player notes right off of the evaluations that are available to all patrons at the $3 level. You get access to the 2022, 2023 rookie big boards, Devian dynasty rankings from six analysts. Quite frankly, it's worth it just for the super active discord and personalized advice, but it also comes with 2022 season projections. All right, let's go ahead and jump into it here. The first running back that we're going to talk about today is the running back that folks were upset wasn't in the last video. And that is Jameer Gibbs, a running back out of Alabama. Now, as a reminder, these running backs are not ranked in order. I didn't do the four best last time or anything like that. I tried to look for trends and put them into groups that I thought would be interesting to analyze together. You'll see that the four running backs that we're going to talk about today are all uh, players that were in the 2020 recruiting class, which means they are players who have the ability to enter the NFL still with their uh, the earliest declaration possible, right? And that's we can argue for a little while about the importance of that, but some folks find it important. I thought it'd be interesting to group these as folks who are into that early breakout age, right? Or, or early declaration, however you want to look at it here. But let's start by looking at Jameer Gibbs's recruiting background here. He was a four-star. He was the eighth overall running back in the 2020 class. He was uh, the 76th overall player. He was 10th out of the state of Georgia. Participated in the All-American Bowl. He received 28 offers, received an offer from Florida, received an offer from Alabama, which is interesting. He ends up going to Georgia Tech. After two seasons, he enters the transfer portal as a five-star transfer. So he was a four-star high school recruit, a five-star transfer recruit from 247 Sports. He was the fourth overall transfer in the 2022 transfer class, 247 had a really interesting comp form. It was Aaron Jones. We're going to talk a little bit about whether that comp still holds up here in a moment. Now, I currently have Jameer Gibbs projected as a day one late to day two mid NFL draft projection. That's picks 20 to 50 overall. That feels like a real safe spot. I don't think we're talking about Gibbs as a player who's going to crack the top 20. I don't think he's going to be the first running back off the board. But I do expect he'll go early on in day two. But for me, remember, draft capital, that's one bucket. That's one set of draft capital. Uh, in two seasons at Georgia Tech, he was very efficient. 1,206 yards in 19 games on the ground. Eight total touchdowns on the ground. He also caught 59 balls for 768 yards and five touchdowns. A dynamic dual threat player. He's coming in currently listed at 5'11". 200 so he's got the size he's got the traits let's dig into those traits a little bit more here now when we're talking about Gibbs overall he's going to be really listed as an explosive athlete he displays the ability to shred opposing defenses despite starting his career in a relatively broken offense there at Georgia Tech to Gibbs here, you're going to see that he bursts off the line of scrimmage. He breaks defenders with sharp, quick footwork. He's a shifty runner that makes defenders miss in short space and in the open field. 
He is explosive. He has the ability to break off long runs each and every time he touches the ball. He displays good field vision, the ability to get to the second level of the field consistently when running in between the tackles. Now, as a pass catcher is where things start to get really exciting from a fantasy football perspective. He has sticky hands. He displays the ability to haul in off-target passes. He has the ability to be a key member of the passing attack. Now, it's going to be really interesting to see how Alabama chooses to use him, right? Georgia Tech used him everywhere, and it's because they needed to. Jameer Gibbs was the offense. So as we're looking to see how he fits into an already explosive and dynamic offense, I think it's going to give him give us a really valuable opportunity to see where Gibbs fits in with talented players around him, right? We're going to talk about it. Gibbs right now for a lot of folks is considered to be that running back to, uh, I'll use consensus in quotes, right? But a really popular running back to selection. But as you're going to see, compared to coming out of high school, Gibbs is a little bit lower than some of these other guys we're going to talk about. But he's had the ability to really stand out in the Georgia Tech offense. So it's just going to be really interesting to see if he feels like a piece of this Alabama offense or if he continues to feel like the guy, right? Now let's dig into his uh, highlight traits here a little bit more. When we're talking about his athleticism, he's a really shifty runner. He has great lateral movement. He has a great elusiveness. Uh, But I think that word shifty is the word I'm going to come back to. He's a shifty runner. That's a good term for me. Uh, And it it comes with a a little bit of special ability. Like, I don't give that out quickly. It it has to do with him having very quick footwork. It allows him to navigate in and out of the tackles very easily. Mention it, but he's elusive in the open field, right? He has that ability, a little bit of that game-changing ability. Now, I talked a little bit about about his pass-catching ability here, but I really like he feels like a a seamless addition to the passing game. So it'll be interesting to see if Alabama puts him out wide. Remember, if you go back a couple seasons, Alabama used Najee Harris out wide. They actually lined him up as a wide receiver a few times. So, you know, if you're looking at Gibbs' skill set here, I don't know if he's quite the pass-catcher that Najee Harris was, but he's going to be in that same ballpark. So it'll be really interesting to see if they use him just as an extension of the backfield or if they actually let him a lineup split in or out wide as well. And he's explosive. He fires off the line of scrimmage. He gets to the second level of the field fast. That's one of my favorite things about him, right? You give him three yards, he's taking 10. And behind the Alabama offensive line, that could be really, really special of a trait. Like that is where I think we're going to see Jameer Gibbs potentially just skyrocket his draft stock because we might get some huge highlight plays behind a a really solid, uh, supportive offensive line. Gibbs was able to do that oftentimes behind a a horrid uh, offensive line there at Georgia Tech. So for him to really be now playing behind one of, if not the best offensive line units in the NFL, or I'm sorry, in the NCAA, it's really going to help us see him uh, and how he could project in the NFL. Now, in terms of some negatives or or some areas, I should say that I want to see him improve. It's so funny. In summer scouting, we can say improvements. In six months, we'll call them uh, negatives or, or things that are going to tank his draft stock, right? But for now, I want to see that strength. I want to see his strength hold up. He's an aggressive runner. He's not afraid to hit the hole, but he wasn't overpowering ACC defenders, right? How is he going to hold up against SEC linebackers? Will he hold up against SEC linebackers? We have to see better pass protection. He's getting blown up by blitzers. Now, I think it comes from a poor anchor. He he gets overpowered really consistently, right? So it's going to be interesting to see, will Alabama even need him out there on third downs? Now, we want him out there on third downs, but are they going to trust him to protect a Bryce Young, who, remember, is undersized, 
who who uh, could not afraid or cannot afford to consistently be afraid in the pocket and take those hits, right? So it'll be really interesting again to see how Jameer Gibbs is used in this Alabama offense. Right now, he's the consensus two across the industry for this running back class, but I don't know that he will be the consensus two when it comes to this year's draft situation. And that's no knock on Jameer Gibbs. I think he's a special player. I think he has the ability to be the number two running back in this class, but it's going to be a really, really interesting season. It's going to be somebody that we're going to talk about a lot here for the next six or so months. All right, let's get into the next guy here. And that is Zach Evans. Originally signed with TCU, but now he has transferred. He'll be playing with Mississippi this year. Now, Zach Evans was a five-star recruit. According to 247 Sports, he was the second running back in the 2020 class. So he originally was that next guy up behind B. John Robinson. In terms of 247 Sports all-time rankings, 20 years plus, folks, he's 314th all-time as an overall recruit. That is really, really high. Now, for folks who might be new to Zach Evans, <laughs> I got a little bit of a wild recruitment to tell you about. All right, so... He was bouncing all around. You know, he was originally with Georgia. He ends up not staying or, or not honoring his commitment with Georgia uh, or asking to get out of it. Not not honoring sounds bad. He 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 was mutually released from his his agreement with Georgia. And then he ends up getting uh, suspended from his high school championship game for violating team rules. There's a few different rumors out there, but I believe it was a cell phone usage thing. So it wasn't like a high character thing, but he wasn't following team rules, poor leadership, right? And so questions start to swirl and circle about maybe it was his academics that stopped him from getting admitted into UGA. Again, rumors, folks, rumors here. Now, uh, so he ends up going to TCU, right? Which was, you know, it was it was UGA, it was Tennessee, it was all these big SEC schools. He ends up going to TCU. He stayed close to home. He ends up, uh, you know, there's not really many other issues past once he got to TCU. He did miss the 2021 TCU team opener for violating team rules. Never really got more out of that. But it wasn't a significant suspension. The academics turned out to be fine at the college level. But he still, he wanted to transfer. It never felt like TCU was the end goal for Zach Evans, right? Uh, and so he ends up transferring this year uh, into uh, Mississippi, or Mississippi. I almost said Mississippi State. <laughs> he transfers to Mississippi. All right. In terms of high school, he has a verified 4-5-1-40 time, a verified 3-8-4 shuttle, verified 37.2 vertical. And in high school, he came in at 5-11-200 verified. He was in the opening finals, which is probably the biggest showcase game. He was in the All-America game, and he had a really good 247 comp, which is Melvin Gordon. I don't always love the comps. I do love, uh, I do like that Melvin Gordon comp a lot. I currently haven't projected to be a day one late to day two mid projection. I think that is projecting forward a little bit, but I have to tell you, I really, really enjoyed the Zach Evans film review. He is a fun runner. He has the potential to develop into a top running back in the NFL. He has the potential to develop into a top running back on your fantasy football roster. You look at what he did in just 15 games, 146 carries in two seasons with the Horned Frogs, 1,063 rushing yards. Now, if you are uh, able to do that quick mental math, that's 7.3 yards per attempt in the TCU offense. And folks, I got to tell you, uh, defenses knew when TCU was running the ball. They knew when Zach Evans was getting the ball. All right? It was not a very uh, deceptive offense. Nine touchdowns on the ground, and again, just 146 carries, 18 receptions for 206 yards, and a touchdown. 
So he's going to head on over to Mississippi. He's going to head on over to Lane Kiffin's explosive offense. Now, Evans's game is defined by a smooth one-cut running style. He's a decisive runner. He hits the hole hard. He often bursts through holes that are very small. He has no business getting through for the big gains that he does pick up. He is subtly elusive. He displays the ability to slip past defenders. He can shake a linebacker right before contact, right? So it might not be these big highlight reel, you know, uh, ankle breaking moves, but it's very subtle, right? It's very subtle. And that can be just as even not, if not even more effective in terms of being elusive, when you could shake that linebacker right before contact, it's special, but don't get me wrong. Evans also will drop a mean spin move at times. I mean, this man is smashing the B button when we're talking about playing NCAA football. All right. Because we're only a year away, so we're going to start manifesting that B-button spin move, all right? So he isn't physically dominating, but he does display good lower body strength and excellent contact balance, right? Remember, strength is not just power running. It's also contact balance. Those things have to work in concert, and excellent contact balance can offset a limited lower body strength and vice versa, right? He doesn't fire off the line of scrimmage, but he builds speed uniquely well downfield as he moves into the second and third levels of the field. And Evans does display effective downfield acceleration. Now, it wasn't clear whether or not he really had high pass catching ability at TCU. He was not asked to do that. He should be asked to do that in Lane Kiffin's offense. Think of what Jerry and Ely was asked to do last year, right? And, you know, certainly Ulysses Bennett is in there too. They're going to be splitting targets and touches, but I do think Evans is going to get targets out of the backfield too, which should clear up some of the hands uh, questions, not concerns. We just didn't get to see his hands all that much. And I think Lane Kiffin will give Evans the ability to contribute out of the backfield because when you have a player as talented as Zach Evans in an offense as explosive as Mississippi's, you're going to be doing everything you can to get the ball in his hands. So in terms of top traits, we're talking about his athleticism. I talked about that ability to be elusive in tight space, the ability to juke defenders, the ability to make them bite. I talked about his, uh, his speed in terms of being able to accelerate well downfield. He's a really smooth runner. He accelerates really well and really consistently. But I didn't talk about his vision. I like his vision. He displays the ability to run off tackle very well. He finds small holes that he can fit through. He's not afraid to hit them. He is a decisive runner. I love that. That is such a key word for me. He is a decisive runner. All right. Flip on the Cal 2021 tape. Flip on that Texas 2021 tape. You're going to see a really good running back in Zach Evans. You're going to see somebody whose fantasy value could really skyrocket here over the next four months. All right, Tank Bigsby. I call him the forgotten running back in this class. But if you go back and look at his recruiting, we're talking about a high four-star recruit. He was 40th national in the 2020 class. Now, if you're not familiar, there's going to be about, in, in any year, about in the low 30s in terms of five stars. So we're talking about a guy who missed a five-star rating by about six or seven slots. All right, so it's almost a five-star guy. He was the fourth overall running back in the 2020 class. Remember, that's kind of the, the trend that we're picking up. All of these guys could be, quote, early declares uh, from the 2020 recruiting class. He received 34 offers. Tank Bigsby received 34 offers. LSU, South Carolina, Alabama, Arkansas. He chose to go and play at Auburn. We have a verified 4-5-5-40 time at the opening finals. He did participate in the opening finals as well as the All-America game coming out of high school. You look at his production 
and he really burst onto the scene as a true freshman. We were very, very excited about Tank Bigsby going into last year. 138 attempts, 834 yards, average six yards a pop, five touchdowns. Now, he goes into the 2021 season. This Auburn offense really breaks down. I mean, we're talking about uh, a new coaching staff. We're talking about uh, an inefficient quarterback play, then injured quarterback play. And Tang Bigsby still put this team on his back. He's running at 6.0208. He ran the ball 223 times for 1,099 yards in 10 touchdowns. He also hauled in 21 receptions for 184 yards, and I'm calling him the forgotten running back because it wasn't necessarily as many highlight plays, but Tank Bigsby wasn't wasn't bad last year, right? He, he wasn't inefficient. He, he, he wasn't unproductive, but I feel like we have just let Tank Bigsby fall and fall and fall. Now, when you look at his summer scouting report, I see a, a fluid back. He could speed up quickly and attack the hole without fear. He has quick feet. He displays the ability to pop off the line of scrimmage and he closes space quickly when given room to operate. He was not always given room to operate behind that off Auburn offensive line playing against the SEC West most games last season. He accelerates well. He shows some ability to move laterally. He does not overpower defenders, but he isn't afraid to take on SEC linebackers. He earns his name through his contact balance. You know, it's really interesting that he's Tank Bigsby. You think about somebody who is just going to absolutely, you know, power over guys, right? You think of somebody who's just going to smash guys and move forward. It's really more of his contact balance because in terms of pure strength, like I mentioned, he's not really overpowering guys. Now he's playing against the biggest guys and he's holding his own, right? But it's his contact balance where I think you see some of that tank energy coming out. All right. And you can see him also be athletic and break guys, right? There's multiple opportunities for you to flip on that tape, right? Flip on the South Carolina 2020, the Arkansas 2021, Alabama 2021. And you could see him actually breaking, breaking the ankles of defenders in what I would call a phone booth, right? In tight space. So he's not going to, you know, be overly elusive, but in tight space, he's able to make, make some guys miss. Now, I will say when it comes to his downside, he struggles to see the field too often. I don't know if that's the offensive line, but that's a vision concern. Vision's always a major red flag for me. And so you could see multiple examples of him running right into the lineman, missing gaps, not being decisive, rarely creates his own space, right? And he can struggle to get to that second level of the field. So it'll be interesting to see if Auburn gets their stuff together a little bit more this year, if he's able to be a little bit more effective, but... At the end of the day here, we're looking at somebody who's fast. He has the speed. He's a fluid runner for his size. He has the explosiveness to pop off the line of scrimmage. He's got good burst and great contact balance. All right, we love the contact balance here of Tanks Bigsby. I hope he has the ability to show off a little bit more this upcoming year. All right, let's get into our final running back that we're going to talk about here. Our, by the way, after this, we're going to get into some wide receiver summer scouting, and we may circle back to running backs after we get through a lot of the positions here. But I'm going to go ahead and talk about the guy that a lot of folks are really excited about, and it's Devin Achain out of Texas A&M. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Every time I swear I say it differently, I apologize, Devin. I will get this down by the time it comes to your uh, 2023 actual recruiting profile here. But looking at a, a chain, let's start here with his 
a recruiting profile, four-star, 137th nationally, fourth all-purpose back, fourth all-purpose back in the 2022 class. And all-purpose back is a dual-threat, more versatile player, right? Not necessarily somebody who classifies only as a running back, but when you're an all-purpose back, sometimes they may project you to transfer into the wide receiver position or just be more of a versatile guy at the college level. He was 21st in the state of Texas. We know that's pretty impressive, right? He had 20 offers coming out, North Carolina, Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn among them. He has a verified 10.82 meters for out of high school, a verified 20.692 meters. You don't have to know what that means to know. That is a very good verified time. The man is fast, right? No doubt about it. Devin Chain is fast. Now, he was a really interesting uh, film review here. You look at his stats. He had 130 attempts, 910 yards, seven yards a pop, and nine touchdowns. He caught 24 balls, 261 yards, and a touchdown in 2021. Remember, he was sharing the backfield with Isaiah Spiller, all right, who was considered to be a top running back for a lot of folks. Ends up going early day three to the Chargers. So he was splitting with a very talented running back, and he was still super, super efficient. Now, he will understandably get fantasy football players very excited with his highlight reel, but it does come with some limitations. Now, there is no two ways around this. A chain burns in a straight line. He displays great breakaway speed when running the ball. And here's what's going to be really helpful for his NFL potential. He has proven special team speed when returning kicks. All right. You go back. It is the Alabama game. I believe he takes one to the house. Yes, Alabama, 96 yards. And that is when you could see that straight line acceleration just perfectly on display. All right, he's quick enough to beat linebackers to the edge, and he does display some lateral agility. For his size, he has good contact balance against SEC defenders. However, he's not going to score high in contact balance or strength overall. He shows good hands and ball tracking ability when targeted near the line of scrimmage and when targeted downfield. Now, he does struggle to consistently find and create his own space when running the ball. He gets caught running into his own lineman too often. He looks like he is guessing which hole to hit really consistently, and that is scary for me. Although he's fast, he doesn't necessarily explode off the line of scrimmage, and he does have limited elusiveness, all right? But he thinks he can break defenders. So that's one thing that always is really troubling for me when I'm watching a running back. I don't care if you're not elusive. Understand you're not elusive. And I think a chain thinks he's more elusive than he is. And that leads to poor decision making. So you have somebody here who's coming in at 5'9", 185. I think his size is going to be a concern for NFL folks. And you have some issues with vision. Certainly, he's going to get drafted. He's going to get drafted relatively high because of his speed. I currently have him projected as day three early. I think if he ends up being a day two guy, it'll be day two late, and it'll be with a real interest in his special team. Still, somebody really fun, somebody who I'm really excited to watch. But I, I've noticed just generally compared to consensus, I'm not quite as high on a chain as some others necessarily are. Still, an exciting player and an exciting group of players that we just broke down here. Four running backs originally out of the 2020 recruiting class here who all could be early declares could play a major part in this 2023 rookie running back class being a deep and talented group. Remember, summer scouting is all about getting an idea of where players start, giving us an idea of what we want to watch here over the next couple months. As we do that, I encourage folks to watch along with us uh, in the Rookie Big Board Discord. 
go ahead and jump in. Again, just $3 a month. You get access to all of these summer scouting evaluations. I pretty much read off of the evaluations for you all, all right? That gives you a really good insight and idea of what you have available to you. Uh, you get uh, early access to all of that, right? Because we already have plenty of wide receivers. We're building that up. July is going to be a big month. We're probably going to be done with 40-plus summer scouting reports after the month of July. Really excited about that. On top of that, again, just 3 bucks a month, folks. Cannot get a better value. You get Dynasty and Devi rankings as well as 2022 seasonal projections. And, of course, personalized insight and advice on your fantasy football roster. As always, I appreciate you checking out this episode 